Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. That is to tell you either for the first time or to remind you again of the victory and what Christ has paid for for you. That is my only task, and I have the privilege of sharing that with you tonight. I want to remind you that Friday night we emphasized and was reminded that there was something significant, that the Spirit of God came and rested upon Jesus, that when he was baptized, John the Baptist knew that when I was baptizing people, the one that I would know to be the Son of God would be the one who the Spirit comes down from heaven and remains on him. That would be the Son of God. We learned this morning that as that spirit rested upon Jesus, it empowered him and sent him into our lives, into our broken hearts, into our captivity, into our imprisonment, into our mourning, and into our grief, and not to just meet us there, but to take us to those places that God has always desired for us to be. And tonight, I want to remind you of the last, of the other few verses in Isaiah 61 that says this. He has sent me to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. The word bestow means to give to someone a gift or an honor. That Jesus has come, he has been sent into our hard places, into the mess of our lives to somehow meet us in our mess and to bestow on us an honor. Who gives honor to messes except a good God? I've been telling you some of my life stories. There was a moment in my life that I would think of as one of the low moments, which was when I was sitting outside of a certain building, and my family had gone to this building because we didn't have food at home. So for those of you who brought canned food this weekend, thank you. You are feeding people who are in need. And one day I went to a place that many people will go to and receive your canned goods. That was my family one day. I remember my mom went inside, and I stood outside waiting for her, and I sat on the curb, and I looked at my shoes because they had holes in them, and I was just really deeply depressed. I had a spirit of despair, and I'll never forget, a woman walked by me, and she bestowed honor to me that I never thought I earned. Never met her before in my life, never saw her again, but she walked by me, an older woman, and she looked me right in my eyes. As a young boy, I was about your age, and she said to me, Has anyone told you you have beautiful eyes? And at that moment in my entire life, no one had ever said that. And this complete stranger looks at me and says, if no one has told you that, I'm going to tell you that now. You have beautiful eyes and you are loved. She has no idea that in that moment I felt like ashes. I felt like nothing. I felt like I was hungry. I felt like I was poor. And yet she saw something radiant in me. That's what the Lord does in our lives. I want to emphasize that he bestows on us a crown of beauty. That's royalty. He bestows on us oil of joy instead of us being in the place of sadness. He places on us a garment of praise. 
What's the significance of that? It's important for us to know the significance of that. Why does this matter for me in this evening? Why does this matter for me in this moment? Because those things that Christ bestows on us keeps us from something. And sometimes in our lives, especially in our faith, we think it's all about what we keep from and rather than what we go toward. I want you to know that what if there is more and Christ desires to give you so much more? What if there is a whole lot more? The Bible tells us this, that Jesus came to give us life. And Paul asks this, he says that we would be filled up with the fullness of God. Filled up with the fullness of God. It's like this when I take my kids out to eat and they want Hawaiian punch. And because I don't give them a whole lot of sugar, they don't notice. So you're about to get the secret. I go get their Hawaiian punch and fill up their cup about a third of the way. And I fill up the rest with water so they don't get too much sugar. You got to put a lot of water in it. Now, why am I sharing that? Because they're only getting a little bit of sugar and a whole bunch of water. And what Paul is saying in the scripture is, no, 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 no. I want you to not be a cup that's filled with two-thirds water and a third of the goodness. He says, I want you to be a cup that's filled, a life that's filled with all the fullness of the goodness, all the sugar you can have is a life that God has died to give you. What if there's more? As a young boy, it was another memory I had. I had a cousin in my life who uh, would take us to her home, and she had a nice home in a nice area of the city uh, in the county. We would go to her home, and she would take me and some cousins, and we would go. I remember one weekend we were there in particular, and, and she said, Look, listen, my younger cousins, uh, I love that you're here. I love that you're loving my house. She says, but you got to do some dishes in my house. And I go to her, dish, her sink, and I say, well, I'll do this dish, and I'll do this dish, and that's it. Y'all ever do that? That's all I use. I'm only cleaning my dishes. But then she says, George Hopkins, I have a dishwasher. I never had one. I was like, oh. This house is fancy. It had all the things I didn't have. And then I remember when she took me home. This was the hardest part. She took me home, and I lived in something that we would call Section 8 housing or the projects, whatever it might be. But it was a small house, and I went back to my house, and I was okay with my house until I went to hers. And then there was this thing was like, I want the sunlight in my house. There's no sunshine here. I want a dishwasher. There's no dishwasher here. There was these small things, but then I remember that moment in my life is when I had something I would call a holy discontent, where I was no longer satisfied with settling for less. Sometimes in our faith, as human beings, we're really, really good at adapting to our surroundings and saying, if this is what it is, I'll stay here. I want to give you a hunger tonight that there is more. There's larger space. There's brighter sunlight that Christ has died to give you. I ask you this, have you settled for what has been in front of you? Hear this, Christ has come to meet us in our mess, to bestow on us a crown of beauty, to place oil of joy on us and to put us in a garment of praise. And why did he do that? He did that because he paid the price to be able to do that. 
There was a moment when Jesus was sitting at a table and a woman came in with what they would call an alabaster jar, which was basically an expensive brand of perfume. And she came in and, and this perfume you couldn't just spray and save it for a next day. Whenever you use this perfume, you had to break it open. And the moment you broke it open, you had to use all of it. It was a year's worth of salary. And this woman broke this jar open and the perfume came out and she poured it all on Jesus. And people complained. Why are you wasting this perfume? And Jesus says, he is preparing me for my burial because people would use perfume when people had died so that the stink from their body would not be smelled. She had anointed him with her perfume for his death. And then in the book of John chapter 19, verse 2, I want to read this to you. It says in John chapter 19, verse 2, the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe. I want you to hear that prior to his death, Jesus was anointed to die, and then a crown of thorns was placed upon his head, and then he was put, a robe was put on him to mock him as king to prepare him for death. And when he died, That same spirit that remained on him because he was the son of God is the same spirit that raised him from the grave and gave him a new crown. Amen. And that new crown of beauty he gives us because he wore the crown of thorns for us that he may bestow upon us the crown of beauty. The anointing perfume that prepared him for death, instead of us preparing for death and being grieving in our sin and our brokenness, he now comes and says, I'm going to put oil on your head that you may now rejoice with joy. And he says, I'm going to put on you a garment of praise. You don't have to be in despair anymore. Jesus died to give us so much more. Where's Hannah Shrube? Hannah, are you in here right now? Hannah, where are you? Hannah, can you come up? Can we give her some support and a round of applause? I want to take this a little bit deeper. Can we go a little bit deeper with this? Hannah, are you a good artist? Yes, good. Um, Hannah, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to draw a picture of me. I'm going to give you 60 seconds to draw a picture. Believe in yourself. Just give me a little bit more hair, though. Can you give me a little hair? Build up my confidence. Okay. Now, while Hannah takes 60 seconds, believe in yourself, Hannah. You can do it. You can do it. To draw a picture of me, I want to ask you this question again. Do you think there is so much more? Do you think our whole faith is all about just turning away from bad things or trying to do good things? Do you think that Christ also died to have a deep relationship with you? Do you know that there is so much more? The Bible tells us at the beginning that we were created in the image of God, which is a beautiful, beautiful gift. Every single one of us in this room, in the depths of our being, in our soul, we have been created in the image of God. There is value in each of us because we were born. We were born with value and dignity because we've been created in the image of God. Have you heard John 3.16 before? Show of hands if you've heard that before. For God so that he gave his, that whoever shall, shall not, but have eternal life. He so loved the world that he gave his only son. Wow, Hannah, that's a good job. I thought you said you weren't good. Y'all ready for this? Are y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? this? This is impressive. This is impressive. Here we go.
I even have a little bit of hair. Thank you, Hannah. This is good. Hannah, I want you to hold your masterpiece for us. Just hold it for a second. Let people see your masterpiece. And I need some feedback. I want you to tell me what part of Hannah's picture did she get right in depicting me? Um, your hair. My hair. Y'all, man, brownie points. Good. Anybody else? My, my happiness. Oh, thank you. Any, anybody else? My I'm about to blush. My eyes. Anybody else? My smile. I think I can only take like one more. Y'all overwhelming with your joy. The shape of my head. That's a, that's a good one too. That's a good one too. I got one here. The whiteness of my teeth. Man, look, man, y'all. That's, that's good. I feel so loved. Y'all are building my confidence from all those years where my confidence was crushed in middle school. Now middle schoolers are building my confidence as an adult. Thank you. Hold it up, Hannah. Hold it up. Now let's do this. Tell me what is different, not just in her image, but in that part that's created of me, what's different between that picture and myself? Hair? Okay, can't be the same thing. Y'all can't use the same self. I'm going to go here first. The eyes are different. This picture does not have teeth. My nose. I'm alive. Okay, that's a good one. I, I got a hand back here. It doesn't have a microphone. The lack of body. Thank God I have a body. A beard. Ears. Oh, the ears are, I didn't even notice that. The ears are very different. What else? Eyebrows are different. Let's talk about some very practical things. Somebody said, I'm alive and it's not. What else is different between me and this picture? I'm three-dimensional. It's two-dimensional. Blue shirt or blue jacket. I'm not paper. That's good. I have blood and this does not. I don't stay still. This is what I want you to grasp. Whenever you create something in your own image, even when you create it, you use a different material. Whether you draw a picture or you use a sculpture with clay, whenever you create something in your own image, you use a different material. So even though Hannah did a great job drawing me, there are still some differences in the material between who I am and what this picture is. Hannah, thank you so much. You can have a seat. Thank you. Here's what I want to emphasize. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. See, here's the difference. You can create something in your image, but it's often being made with a different material than yourself, even though it's created in your image. But when you have a, when the Bible says when you, it's only begotten son, when you begot, when, you give, when someone gives birth to a child, they have the same nature as their parents. Jesus, being God, had the same nature of God and it's not just God's creation, but it's God's son. I want you to hear this. All of us were born with this beautiful part that we have been created in the image of God. Christ came, the spirit came and rested upon him. This was the son of God who had the very nature of God. He died, rose again from the grave, and rose again as king, and then bestowed on us the honor and the crown of beauty. Why is this significant? Have you settled with just being created in the image of God? 
because Christ died for us to become children of God. Did you know that Christ died for that? Did you know the same spirit that rested on Christ and stayed in him when we believe in Christ, that same spirit then dwells inside of us? Do you know what the Bible says about that spirit? It says that that spirit cries out, Abba, Father. It says that that spirit is the spirit of adoption. It makes us no longer just created in God's image, but it makes us children of God. And that is why it's so significant that the Bible tells us this, we must be born again. And when we are born again, we move from just being created in God's image to taking on his nature, therefore becoming God's children. Have you settled with saying I'm God's creation? I want you to know that God has desired for you to be his child. There's so much more. I want to share one last personal story to help you understand this some more. I, um, my name is George Adam Hopkins, Jr. Anybody want to guess what my father's name is? George Adam Hopkins, Sr. I, I, I did not know my dad for most of my life which is a little bit weird because I had his name, but it wasn't in my life. The main way I kept up with my dad and where he was and what he was doing was by going to a website online that uh, you could look up criminals and find out where they lived. And my dad was a criminal. And I would go online. That's the only way I could know where he was, where he was and what he was doing. And, and one day my daughter came to me as I was looking at my dad's picture online and realizing how much I look like him and struggling with the reality that his name is my name, and struggling with the reality that his blood flows through my veins, and as I'm trying to help people, my dad is hurting people, and struggling with the reality is, am I really any different than him because I have his name, I look like him, his blood is in my veins. And the Lord reminded me of this, that you have been born again. You are no longer defined by the DNA in your veins. You're no longer defined by your experiences here on earth. You have been born again. You are a new creation. Your identity now is that you are a child of God. Now, I want you to hear this. I don't know what your family situation is like at home, but I want you to understand that you have been created to be a child of God that he wants to bring his nature and change you from the inside out, and that you can look and say, Lord, I am no longer defined by my circumstances or my experiences. I am defined because I have God's nature living inside of me that makes me a child of God. Therefore, I can pray, my Father who art in heaven, because I'm a child of God. Even if you have the best parents in the entire world, I hope you haven't settled. Because there is a God who still says, I have given you a perfect family, but I still, that's not all I have for you. I want you to be my child. Christ came, he died as the son of God. He was taken on perfume for his death. He put on a crown of thorns for his death. He put on a purple robe for his death. And he died as the only child of God. He rose again from the grave so that all of us could then be called children of God. And that means he comes up to us in our mess and he bestows a crown of beauty. He takes the good oil that people would use to oil and anoint a king and he places oil on us and says, here's an oil of joy 
He takes a garment that people would only give to those who are most royal, and he takes a garment of praise for those of us in despair, and he places that upon us, and he says, you're not just a created in God's image. You are now royalty. You are God's children. I ask you this. Have you settled? There is so much more. The greatest privilege I think I have in this world is to be able to look at my kids and say, you are my child. To say that my nature is in you, I love you, I hear you, and I care for you. Christ died for us that we could also be called children of God. I end with this idea. Remember I said to you earlier today that if you received something in the mail and it came to your door, you had to do what to receive it? You had to sign it, and, and Jesus was sent to those who were brokenhearted. He was sent to those who were captive. He was sent to those who were imprisoned. And if we were those people, we had to raise our hand and sign it and say, Lord Jesus, it got, it got to the right person. You met me in my mess. But I, I want you to understand that there's a last part to this that I would call a divine exchange, which is if you had something that was messed up and you called Amazon and said, hey, I got something that's messed up. And they said, we're going to send you something new. But if we send you the new and then we send you the good, you have to return the... I got a book one time. This is weird. I ordered a book from Amazon. They sent it to me, and I, the cover of the book was a biography. The book I wanted, when I opened it, it was a book about how sugar is not good for your diet. <laughs> you ever had a book like it? And then I was like, huh. And then they said, we'll send you a new one. And they sent me a new one, and I sent the other one back, and I opened the book, and guess what? It was a book about how sugar wasn't good for your diet. But then they finally sent me the correct one, and they were like, you have to send us back the old one. And like, why? What are you going to do with this? Who wants a book with the wrong cover on top of it? But they said, in order for you to receive the new, you have to exchange it for the old. Are you willing tonight to exchange the old, the mess, the ashes, in order to receive the new, the childhood of being a child of God, the crown of beauty, are you willing to return the mess to receive the life? I'm going to have a moment of silence for you to just ponder those thoughts, to allow the Lord to speak to you as he would by his spirit. And then encourage you to discuss these things as we go right to small group after the prayer to discuss these things with your leaders. Let's have a moment of just quiet and then I'll close us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of calling you our Father. Not just our Creator, not just God, but because of the sacrifice and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have been bestowed upon the honor of calling you Father. I pray that you would give us a hunger and a longing for more of you, that we will be filled with the fullness of God. I pray, Lord, wherever there is, has been captivity or chains, that we would, in exchange for the new life in Christ, 
in exchange for the freedom of Christ, in exchange for the crown of beauty, in exchange for the oil of joy, in exchange for the garment of praise, would we turn our ashes, our sins, and our despair over to you? May every person in this room know the privilege and honor of being called a child of God. May every person in this room know the honor of living in the fullness of life that Christ died to purchase for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Life After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.